Welcome to a special edition of Locked on Astros. I'm joined by John Granado, a radio god in Houston from ESPN 97.5. He joins me to talk about the Justin Verlander trade. Where do we see the Astros going from here? And are they now the favorites to go back to the World Series in the American League? Let's talk about it right now on Locked on Astros. Alvarez hits a high drive center field. Beer leans back. This game is turned upside down. There's the runner. Fly ball down the right field line. Tucker comes on. Kyle Tucker. This time they finish the job. Locked on Astros, your daily Astros podcast. Here are your hosts, Eric the Man Heisman and Brett H-Town Wheelhouse Chansey. We are Locked on Houston Astros and we're your daily Astros podcast. I am H-Town Wheelhouse and we want to make sure that you make us your first listen every single day. You can find me at H-Town Wheelhouse on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. You can find the show um, at Locked on Astros on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, wherever you get your podcast. We're always positive, always strows. And with me is the great John Granado. John Granado, tell everybody where they can find you and where they can hear you and Lance doing your thing. Well, ESPN 97.5 FM. We've moved around a little bit, started at 610, then went to 1560, and now we're at 97.5 FM. You can get all of our podcasts so you can hear every show. Uh, at ESPN, it's ESPN975Houston.com, I believe. I don't, I don't know. I don't know about that stuff. So, so, uh, but yeah, we're every morning and we talk. Nobody talks more Astros. Listen, we love Astros. You know, 610 is going to talk about the Texans. We're going to talk about the Astros. 790 is obviously going to, but I've got, a, and Lance, Lance grew up here. I was the pre and post game guy for the Astros for years. Uh, I was in that locker room. We had, you know, Lance Berkman, Jose Lima for years. And we've been, we, I think we've been the go-to for Astros baseball for years. So any of you that don't know, you're probably, if you're younger, you might not know who I am, then that's fine. Come, come find us because we love to talk Astros baseball and that's what we do. Yeah, definitely. I love that you mentioned Jose Lima. I actually kind of wearing a hat. That's know, A little bit tribute to that era. Um, a funny thing. I don't know if you remember. Well, I'm sure you remember the Astrodome where the Astros had their parking lot where all their cars were. They were really accessible to the fans. And we saw Jose Lima leaving in this little bitty. Um, it wasn't a Bronco. It was I forget what it was. It was like a mini like SUV kind of, you know, back in the late, late 90s. Uh, I mean, late, late 80s and early nineties, whenever he was there and um, he pulls out and we start chasing him down the road and Jose Lima put the, put the car on park. And he's like, guys, guys, you know, in his homemade, in his, in his Jose Lima voice, what are you doing? You're going to get killed. I'm going to run over you. And I'm like, no, but Jose, we just want your autograph. It's Lima time. And he goes, it is Lima time. And he signed our baseball. And I remember Jose Lima, man, him, You know, he was the best. Him and then um, Luis Valbuena, um, my son and I met him um, before he passed when he was with the Astros. I mean, just some great guys that have really walked that locker room. Lance Berkman, an absolute legend, Big Puma. Um, I love his dry sense of humor. But, you know, going back to the days of you and Lance, you know, um, one of my favorite sound bites is when you do, when y'all do the Mac on a mobile bit and you have the caller call in there and just flabbergasted that Mac Brown does not believe in sacks 
and bowl games. That's one of my favorite yeah. bits of all time. Right. He didn't know. That, yeah, he didn't know that you could blitz because in in uh, in in some games that you you can't blitz. So he was like, "Well, it's a bowl game. You can't blitz." So and and they were blitzing, and so they were. Che- and a guy called in and said. Mac Brown doesn't even know. Well, of course, it was Lance doing the Mac right. Brown voice, and it and what, was and what just was, hilarious. Just hilarious. And what, was, and what was great is Lance was Lance played along with it so well, oh, and I'm oh, like, this guy doesn't realize he's being trolled here. That was that was, that was great. But man, what a what a great day in Houston Astros history. I mean, the first time we got. Justin Verlander, I think everybody can go, where were you? And you heard about Justin Verlander, right? You could use this day, this year, where were you? The day that Verlander got traded and we threw a new hitter, a no hitter in the same day. Well, I, I said on the show, Mike Scott's no hitter that got him into the playoffs was probably the greatest day in regular season history, but the Verlander Fromber no hitter, was probably the second. I mean, can you think of a re- now regular season, not not right. postseason? Obviously, winning World Series, winning those big playoff games, whatever. But regular season, I would tell you that that was the second greatest day in Astros history. Yeah, I think I think one of the only other days that would even come close was when Randy Johnson's first game in the dome after, Do you after know the who, trade deadline. You know who broke that story, Brett? Was that you? On Sports Night Live, I was doing my TV show on Channel 51, and I got a call from somebody in the Astros organization, and they said, we just traded for Randy Johnson. And I had, during the show, I'm talking while I'm doing the the television show at a bar, and the Astros, after Randy came, they played it on the big screen that I, you know, Randy Johnson has, the Astros have just traded for Randy Johnson. And it was like, oh, my goodness. And he was obviously, that was just off. It didn't turn out, obviously, because of yeah. how they couldn't hit in that postseason against San Diego. But, yeah, that I think that was third. When you throw a no-hitter yeah, and you get Justin Verlander, I think that, <laughs> that tops Randy Johnson coming. Well, yeah, and the fact that it was done by, I didn't realize it was the first left-hander to throw a no-hitter. And I also didn't realize the Astros, since the inception of the ball club, have 16 no-hitters. And since 1962, no other team has more no-hitters than the Houston yeah. Astros. Right. I'm just like, wow. Well, and I, the Angels are up there, too. And so it's, I don't it's, love – I don't know about you. I don't love the multiple pitcher no-hitters. Okay. Okay. No, and, and there's a, and there is there's definitely, you know, a crowd of people are like, well, that's not really a no-hitter. And – and, you know, I don't know. You know, I go with it. Hey, look, a no-hitter is a no-hitter. I think in today's game, it's more legitimate multi-pitcher no-hitter versus when the first one happened in New York with, you know, Wagner was at the tail end of that one. Right. I think Octavio Dotel took part in that. Um, even um, what's his Kirk Sarlos. Kirk Sarlos, Eric's yeah. favorite Astro. We always, we always yeah. tease. Eric's like, I remember talking about Kirk Sarlos thinking – Kirk Solis is going to be like the next great pitcher, and hey, a lot of people did. He was a really good guy, though. I really like Kirk Sarlos. I was in that locker room all the time. Roy Oswald started that game. Kirk Sarlos was uh, was Pete Monroe a part of that? I think. You know, I think there so, were, yes. it was it, it. You know, I did, I don't know. It's so it's so much easier if a guy it's in the seventh inning and a guy's fresh. He just comes out of the bullpen to get three outs. I mean, as opposed to the guy that's just already thrown eighty pitches to try to get all those outs. I'm not. I, I, I get the no hitter, 
but I don't think it's nearly as valid as what Fromber did the other night. Oh, no, definitely not. I mean, he was so dialed in. He was so just on point. It was, it was amazing. I actually got offered tickets last minute to that, and I was so tired from that day. Eric and I literally did four different shows on the trade deadline day. I was like, I'm sorry, man. I'm tired. I got to rest because I got to do a show post game. And then I'm like, oh, I should have gone. You missed the game. <laughs> I missed the game. Oh, I couldn't. You could have been there. I went. I went Monday and Wednesday, but I missed Tuesday. <laughs> I was there Wednesday, and it was really nice to get through. Get Cleveland. You know that's what they're supposed to do. Have a six and three home stand. That was all nice. Everything was good. But yeah, I missed the night before too. But I, I, I watched it at home. It was. It was a special, special day. There's no question. Now, what does it mean for the Astros as far as Verlander coming here? And, and should they have jumped? Yes, they should have. I mean, I, I think he's – is he not – he's better than Scherzer right now, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, Scherzer has been down pretty much all year. He has not yeah. been himself. And, you know, Scherzer's spin rate and velo has dropped the last three years in a row. Yeah, so – uh, and, you know, Verlander, obviously, I mean, he has been good. He's been really good his last five, six starts. He really struggled to begin with, but he was hurt, too. He's an older player. I don't know if it's going to, by the by the time we get to the third year of this deal or the second year, you know, just two-plus years, uh, whether or not Verlander's going to be worth it. But, you know, you're only paying him with the $14 million that you're paying this year, the, the 43 and the 35 and they're paying 53 of it, you're only yes. paying 39 million. That's 17 million on an average because you got the two months here. I, I, I don't care if Verlander does anything. You got right now. You got Lance McCullers making 17, and he doesn't pitch the pitch. So <laughs> he is. You get Verlander now, at, at really good, and he's going to get you help get you to not only to postseason division title, ALCS, and maybe World Series. And then next year you got Verlander, and if he starts to run out of steam, oh well, I'm fine with it. Exactly. And it's almost like Jim Crane put him on layaway, you know, yeah. um, you remember the, remember the old layaway, you know, the kids want all this stuff. So you, you can go to Walmart, yeah. JC Penney's and, you know, put it on layaway. And really that's what they did. But I love Chandler Rome grabbed some quotes from him today. And he did say that Houston was my number one choice. Um, they do believe that he's going to be starting on Saturday. And I loved hearing that Justin Verlander, they were thinking about him. But it wasn't until Texas broke on the Scherzer trade that Dana Brown's like, hey, look at this, Jim. We can make this happen. And, you know, two prospects that are highly sought after. But my philosophy is this. Pro I have I have a guy that has two titles and two Cy Youngs. Yeah. I have two prospects, no offense, Gilbert or Clifford, but y'all haven't brought any titles. And if we're in a win now situation, but we're not completely mortgaging our future, to me, it's well worth it. Um, you know, how important is it for the ball club in this trade for the club to be behind Justin Verlander the way that they are? I mean, it was like you just just gave an extra boost of energy, like a B12 shot, you know? Oh, my goodness. Well, and, and imagine this, though. Imagine if they didn't do anything. So that's what the Yankees are, are looking at right now. Mm. They're all saying, wait a minute. You guys did absolutely nothing. And after the Rangers did what they did and all the hype about the Rangers, if the Astros had just gotten Kendall Graveman and just said, oh, well, we're good, 
you know, that clubhouse wouldn't be the same. I've been in that clubhouse before when they didn't do anything. And then the, and the players were like, man, do we want to win or don't we? And Jim Crane is, it's not even arguable. There's never been a better owner in this city. And he's proving it time and time again. He will do whatever it takes. Now, he got a great deal. Steve Cohen bought for $53 million, He got Clifford and Gilbert. Exactly. So congratulations, because they can't draft it all. I don't know. If, did you see what Gina uh, Luno uh, retweeted? I did that, not. That, you, okay, so somebody put out over the last 10 years, draft number of draft picks and number of guys, percentage of guys that made the major leagues. And the Astros led the way with 23%. 23% wow. of the guys that they drafted over the last 10 years. The Mets were the last team, 9%. So they don't know how to do it. We know how mm. to do it. We get good players. You buy them for $53 million and and, and you, can, you can have them. But are you kidding me? I don't, you, I don't know how much you guys, you guys talk about. Obviously, you, you do this every day and you talk and talk and talk. But the number of guys that have come up from this organization, from the minor league system, that have contributed. Was McCormick heralded? How heralded? Yeah, no. Was, was yeah. Pena. And you didn't yeah. even hear about Jordan before, right? No. I mean, Luis Garcia, Jose Urquidy. They all, all these guys, Yiner Diaz, they all came up. No, no fanfare. And yet it's guy after guy after guy that performed for this organization. Yeah, and, and we actually talked to um, – there is a guy, and I don't know if I have it on my computer. I can probably post it if I can find it while we're on here. But um, I'll actually – you know what? I'll post it on Twitter later on. A friend of mine shared with me Cuba dugout, um, Phil Seelig. He's actually a photojournalist that's covered the Cuban League for 10-plus years. I have a picture of Jordan Alvarez when he was like 15 or 16, and he was just a beanpole. Skinny. The – no, the the scouting report on him originally was he didn't hit for much power. Um, you know, he had a decent glove. I mean, it wasn't a high scouting grade. Just like Altuve wasn't – they weren't like, oh, he's going to be the next great second baseman. They were like, eh, his glove's okay. He can make contact. Look how little that's he what is. The, I know. Yeah, exactly. It, and that's what the Astros do. And, look, the centerpiece for that Verlander trade, um, Franklin Perez, um, was released from the team. They released Franklin Perez, Chavez – Fernander and Johan Camargo, they were all part of the one of those guys was a, a centerpiece, that trade. And so it's all about developing them. And I really like this because when you go into zips, fan graphs, they do all these projections. The Astros made the largest jump in World Series odds. I want to talk about that here in a second. But what I want to talk about is not being a sleeper. Don't fall asleep on the Houston Astros. Sleeper is the best place that you can go. It is a really cool fantasy um, game where you can get up to $100 match on your first deposit on your mobile device. It's go to sleeper.com slash promo slash locked on. And let me tell you what you can do is you can get 100 times your payout. Basically you pick a player and you pick a pitcher. You can pick multiple players, multiple stats, and they have multipliers. And the more guys you add, the more your money multiplies and you get paid right away. So using the promo code locked on, you'll get a hundred dollar match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions do apply. You have to make sure you look at their terms of use and they currently are operational in 30 states. So check out Sleeper today. If you want to swing for the fences like the Houston Astros are, 
make your picks and win 100 times your money. Use a promo code locked on. Sleeper will match your first deposit up to $100. Predict the hottest baseball stats. How many home runs will Jordan Alvarez hit in this series? How how many hits will Chaz McCormick get in a single game versus the Yankees? Use a promo code locked on to go a sleeper. Do not sleep on sleeper today. Go get them and make sure that you tune in to the Houston Astros tomorrow on Sirius XM. Go on the SXM app, search Astros and catch every pitch, every local pitch of the Houston Astros with Sparks and Ford. Check that out today. So John, let wait, me, if wait, I can add something to that. Yes, sir. Do it while you're drinking a Coors Light. Okay. <laughs> because it's cold, clean, crisp, and refreshing. Okay. <laughs> Coors Light, the world's most natural beer. Thank you. You you are you are you're a king of Coors. You know, I you know, fun fact, I've actually been to the Coors Brewing Factory. And like heaven. That is the story of the Coors Brewing Factory is an American story. I mean, that is you talking about the way the way that Coors started it the way that Mr. Coors would, you know, search for water and was just where it's built and everybody in town and Golden's like, we have the coldest or we have the freshest Coors light. It's a really, it's really a neat thing. So I would encourage anybody, if you go to Golden, Colorado, you got to go to the Coors factory. It's really neat. Absolutely. Absolutely. So the Astros make the biggest jump, a 2% jump in chances to go back to the World Series do you think that this makes them the favorites in the American League just right now on paper? They should be the favorite anywhere. I mean, how – I don't understand. And and Listen, they struggled. Look at all the injuries that they've had, right? Look at the pitching. How did you know that Luis Garcia was going to – McCullers was going to go down or Kitty was going to go down? And yet you bring up, you know, and you've been just band-aiding it and band-aiding it. J.P. France is one of your best pitchers, Okay. So the fact that they are a half a game, well, now a game out because the Rangers won today, that they are where they are with two months to play in this season, you know, we just fully expect them to just dominate. They have been, I I agree, Derek Jeter at the All-Star break said, it's the Astros, y'all. What are y'all talking about? This is the team that's been the six straight ALCSs. They got the experience. When we get everybody, when Jordan was out, Tube has been out, Brantley's been out. And we've got guy after guy after guy. Are you kidding me? I, I think the Astros should be a huge favorite. Forget about yeah. should can they get back? They should be the huge favorite right now. I agree with you. And you know, with this is this is what's interesting with the teams that are involved that could make it to the playoffs. If the Marlins end up making it in, um, you'll have the Blue Jays, and I'm going somewhere with this. You have the Dodgers. Um, you have the Minnesota Twins, you know, obviously the Astros and a couple other teams. You have eight or nine players in the 2017 World Series team that could be on five different teams in the 2023 playoffs because Minnesota just brought up Dallas Keuchel. Dallas Keuchel had a 133 ERA in AAA. Dallas Keuchel clinging to he's trying to be the Chuck Norris of baseball, but wouldn't it be interesting that almost every series the Astros play against in, in, in two or three different, you know, opponents in the World Series, they could be facing a former teammate of theirs? Well, don't, it, fans, th- those fans are the Dodgers fans, the Yankees fans, the Twins fans. They're all so hypocritical. 
when the Astros come and Altuve's at the plate, boo, you're a cheater. But Marwin right. comes up to the plate, yay, we love you. Mariznick <laughs> comes up to the plate, yay, Jake, we love your hair. Correa, yeah. Well, I don't think Twins fans are, are cheering for Correa, but um, <laughs> uh, but uh, Springer, all of them, and and mm-hmm. yet, boo, Altuve, Altuve used it less than anybody, and yet right. the fans are so stupid, they're so hypocritical. As long as they're wearing your jersey and they're not wearing an Astros jersey, then we love them. I would love to see all those Astros in the postseason because it what well, doesn't it validate? Listen, last year validated 2017. And you oh, know what? Yeah. All of those players getting back and playing well, although they're not all playing well, it, it validates them. Listen, Springer's year, his, he's not the same guy. Obviously, Marwin, Jake Marisnik, they benefited and made a lot of money off 2017. But you know who's who's still doing it? Altuve. He's still Altuve. He, Bregman is still Bregman. And it's so funny how hypocritical these people are. It is. And if if I were to tell you, if I gave you a choice between Chas McCormick in center field or George Springer in center field, you typically would say, well, you know, I, I would take George Springer just because of the name. But with the year, no. you would be crazy to take Springer over McCormick. <laughs> he is dialed in. And then on top of the special day we had as Astros fans with Framber and JV, the next day, Chas McCormick gets the shaft on the AL Player of the Month because – Shohei Otani is going to win every award. Shohei Otani, I think, would win Big Brother Award, even if he's not a big brother, right? Like, he would get an award just because he's Otani. And what does Chaz do? Okay, I'll hit two home runs. I'll put the team on my back. I don't need an award. I'm going for a title, you know? And, well, it was arguable, too. Kyle Tucker, look at what the the month that he had as well. Oh, man. I mean, so, and and I heard somebody talking about the Astros, him not, hey, when everybody starts, we've, we've seen Jose Abreu come around, okay? Yes. When Jordan is at full go, when Altuve is hitting well, if if Tucker continues to hit, Bregman has turned his season around. McCormick, holy cow, dude. This lineup is the best. It's not even arguable. When he plays, I don't know how much you guys are talking about Diaz versus Maldonado. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We talk Obviously, a lot. We talk. It's, you know, it's. The the Diaz versus Maldonado thing, and you know, I'm actually glad you mentioned that because I want to I want to ask you about this. Now, I have talked to I've interviewed 20 plus players in this organization. I've interviewed coaches. I've interviewed player development guys, and they talk to me about the importance of Maldonado there and the trust they have in him. And I feel like I'm always defending the Martin Maldonado. And the other day I gave Martin a compliment after the no hitter. And I literally had someone tweet at me that said, not a single crisp strike that Framber threw was because of Martin Maldonado. And I said, okay, so I know Diaz, they have a lower ERA with him behind the plate. So not a single run that they didn't score when he was behind the plate had nothing to do with Diaz, right? Had everything to do with the pitcher. And they're like, no, it's not like that. I'm like, see, you can't. You can't mm-hmm. do that. Like, I just, I don't, I don't understand like fans, like extreme. I'm like, you can't like both. I don't know about you. I love them both. I think they both play an integral part. And whenever they're ready to turn the keys over to the Corvette, I mean, it's like you're, it's, it's like my son's 15. When he turns 16, he's not just going to get a keys to a vehicle just to drive wherever he wants. It's going to be like, okay, you can go to the gas station and back, right? 
And that's what I feel like they're doing with Diaz. What's your take on that whole situation? So I love Diaz behind the plate. You need the off. You need it. Here's the deal is I thought, I thought Dusty was not managing with urgency. I thought, you know, when all of those guys were out, Altuve was out, Jordan was out, Abreu wasn't hitting, Bregman wasn't hitting. I thought, you got to have as much. You can't just be giving away these games. And it just seemed to me like every time the bases were loaded, Maldonado was at the plate. And so it was like, it, it, it was maddening because you got a guy that can hit, and it's not even arguable who's better offensively. And by the way, right. Maldonado, uh, it, we had Presley in studio, and he could not say enough about Maldonado. All the pitchers love him. Verlander is back. You know he's throwing to Maldonado, period. He wants Maldonado. Fromberg wants Maldonado. That is fine. But when they I, – I, I the only thing that, I, that worried me was not enough urgency by Dusty because you didn't have any bats. They, it was so silent. There were so many guys that were struggling. Yiner needed to be in the lineup. And so he started playing him at DH all the time, although Yiner doesn't hit as well as a DH as he does when he's catching. Right. And you can't, you can't DH Maldonado because that would be like you're DHing a pitcher. Okay, so you can't do that. So, so that's true. I was, I was I've been on. You've got to play. You've got to play Yiner. You got to play Yiner. Now with everybody back, with you know, with the, and, and, and it's not as urgent. It's not as urgent. It's not as urgent. But I still would love Yiner in the lineup every day, as opposed to having you know, put, if 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 Alvarez can play left, if you're going to have McCormick in center, Maldonado behind the plate, if Yiner can DH. I don't know that there's a better lineup, and I just don't think – you know what? The kid has got to play. Now, Justin Verlander has extended. I think I think next year that Maldonado needs to be player manager. Maldonado mm. is going to – I like that. Dusty goes. Maldonado manages the team. He puts himself in there when when uh, when Verlander is on the mound, and, he, and, and then he starts to wean himself from Fromber, and he lets Yiner take over. And we, you know what? There's, there's no because to a man, they love Maldonado, love Maldonado. Every single guy in that locker room, and so you don't want him to go away. And Dusty's obviously getting older. It's time maybe to move on. It's a spot. It's a spot. It should be I, right. Yes, it's, yes, he should be the, the next guy in line. But, but would you be offended if Maldonado took over as manager right away? I mean, I, I would not. You, you know, and I think, I think a spot is there. Because I don't, I don't have any sources on this. I haven't talked to Jim Crane personally, but it seems like there's almost this like under table agreement. Like, trust me, your time's coming up. And um, I had this thought, I had this discussion with a friend. I want to make this point, and then we need. To, I need to talk about one more sponsor. Um, the Coors it's Light. almost like Coors Light your sponsor. <laughs> it's actually Hooters. They actually do us. Hooters do, do us. Have, they Coors have Light. Coors Light. They, they do. They do. So, <laughs> but but here's the thing with with you know, Martin Maldonado is, is that, is that he, okay. I mean, with Joe Espada, Joe Espada, it's almost like when he went and interviewed for those positions, I wonder if he said to them, look, if you're not all in on me being here three or four years, I've got a thing coming up with me with Houston. So if, if this is just like a one-year deal, like a trial deal, I, I really don't want the job right. because I, I want to wait for Houston. And I'm wondering if something like that no, has I, gone I could on. See it. I could see it. And so, but yeah. you know what? This episode is brought to you by Hooters. Why? Because Hooters makes you happy. And we know that if you want to go hang out with your boys and get some buds and, hey, get some Coors, you can get some Blue Moons, Michelob Ultra. You get, they got all kinds of stuff there. You need to go to Hooters. And Monday through Friday, they have weekly specials. Buy one, get one wings on Monday. Tuesday, nine ninety nine burgers and fries. 
Wednesday, they have buy one, get one boneless wings on Thursday, $19.99 wings and Big Daddy Bundle. And Friday, $19.83 crab legs. That's right. Blue Moon Drafts, $3 anytime you want. Monday through Friday, 2 to 7, they have happy hour and then 10 p.m. to close. And who wouldn't want to go hang out with the world-famous Hooters girls? Now, let me tell you about a couple of events coming up in certain locations in Pearland. They have a pageant coming up August 17th. It is a private event, so you have to buy tickets to it. So go ask for Megan or the store manager. They will hook you up. And then August 24th, they have a ditch day bus trip to the Red Sox game. You get fed there. You go on a bus. You get to hang out with the Hooters girls. They drive you back. I mean, it is a great deal. So go check out your Houston area Hooters. Whether you're in Galveston, whether you are in Seabrook, you could be in Katy, Humble. It doesn't matter. Anywhere in between, Hooters is there. And let them know that the boys from Locked On Astros sent you. Why? Because Hooters makes you happy. So let's let's wrap up this show with this. The Houston Astros going forward with J.P. France, more innings than he's ever pitched in his life. You know, Hunter Brown has been struggling a little bit. How key is someone like a Justin Verlander when it comes to having these young pitchers on the staff and helping them get through the end of the year? We've seen it. You know, it was guy after guy. Everybody stepped up. Remember, was it 19? I think it was 19 when Cole and Fromber, and every time that they were key, every time that they went out, Verlander, they all wanted to top each other, okay? Um, yeah, he was – Verlander was going to 20 and 21, 19. He was, he was there, right? And it was it, – it was – got to top – because because Verlander's sitting in that, that, that dugout, and he's watching me. And he just came out, and he balled all night. And he – and you see how he competes. From I'm, – I'm from – I'm convinced that Frommer threw that no-hitter because they got Justin Verlander that day. Now, well, you see, he talked about how his focus had changed. He said, I wasn't focused before that. Verlander changes everything. Not only that, but you can go to the dugout after an inning and go, what did I do? What do you see? What, do you, what about this guy? You, you've pitched to this guy before. Tell me about it. There are all those things that Justin Verlander brings to the table. The competitive, it just changes. It just changes everything. And it, is, it's going, it was so much fun watching it, and now it's going to be so much fun watching it again. I just want to end up with this with this story right here. Um, Framer Valdez, from the very beginning, just how the Astros got him. I put this whole storyline on my um, Twitter timeline about how they discovered him, you know, on the Carlit field. It was a favor for a scout that said, hey, look, we got to go 45 minutes away to, to, you know, look at this guy and then sign him for like little to nothing. Nothing. And then my first experience interviewing players was – Josh Rojas, Colin McKee, and Brandon Belak in 2019 in Round Rock. At that game, Carlos Correa was doing his last rehab assignment that year, and Framber Valdez was on the mound. Framber Valdez went like three and two-thirds innings. He had five walks, six strikeouts. And my son at the time, who was who was 11, goes, Dad, what's wrong with the pitcher? I said, what do you mean? He goes, he looks nervous. I said, what do you mean? He goes, he, he look, Dad, he looks uncomfortable. And this was my this was my kid. This was this was this is a young baseball player picking up on the psychological struggles. And then a year or two later, he gets the sports psychologist and he's become pretty much yeah. our ace. It's great to see these guys grow up. Um, and I'm a big Framer fan. Um, 
I, I think these guys, especially where they come from, their humble beginnings, really helps them focus to what's most important to them, and they're all about team first. John, you know, thanks for coming on the show. Final thoughts that you got, and then we'll uh, we'll, we'll say adios. All right, I've said it on our show, and if you any of you that don't listen to our show, ESPN 97.5, if you're out west in Katy, you're out west, you can listen on 92.5, we simulcast. So you can hear it that way. Or you could go to the app if you have any trouble hearing the show, ESPN 97.5 Houston, um, to listen to the show. We talk Astros all the time. I've made the prediction, and I've been shot down by everybody. The Astros are going to win the division by six games. Wow. Are you kidding me? We can't beat the Rangers three games this month and three next? The Astros are going – this is the best team. This is the well, right now they're the Kansas City Chiefs. Win another World Series and they're the Golden State Warriors. This wow. is the best team in, in baseball, hands down, that I, I don't I, I frankly I, I'm surprised that anyone doubts them to, that they could do anything. Anything. And they are going to all come together. This lineup is second to none. The pitching staff now healthy and Verlander. Holy crap. I, I just I just think this this they're gonna start to run away with this thing. They're gonna have a wonderful August and a wonderful September, and they are going to and quite frankly, they may even have the number one seed in the American. Wow, League. I love it. Hey, I love it. You know, John Granado bringing the always positive, always Stroh's vibe the H Town Wheelhouse usually brings. I love it. Um, John, thank you so much for joining us. This has been just a great first time um, having you on the show. I, I mean, again, I've been a fan of yours for a long time. And, guys, y'all make sure y'all listen to him and Lance in the morning. I'm H-Town Wheelhouse. You can find me H-Town Wheelhouse on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. You can find him at John Granado on Twitter. Listen to his radio show and make sure that you make us your first listen every day. And, as always, go Strohs. Bury me in the h